Hey, what's up, everyone? If you guys are tuning into this episode right now, we are on episode 54 of the World of Lifting podcast, and we got a good one today for you guys. We got weightlifter from United Kingdom, Freya Morrow, joining us today. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I appreciate you joining us for, for the podcast. That's okay. Can't wait. Yep. So so people for, for the people who don't know you, all of our, our listeners are mostly from the U.S., so why don't you give like introduce yourself and give us the story on how you got into weightlifting? Yep. Uh, okay. So I did gymnastics for ten years uh, between being six years old and sixteen years old, and then I I did compete at national level in gymnastics, but then was getting to an age where I wasn't really learning anything because the nerves start to kick in and you don't want to chuck yourself about that much anymore. Um, so I still wanted to do a bit of gymnastics, but I was at an age where I also wanted to lose a bit of weight because I'd put a bit of weight on. Um, so I found CrossFit. There was actually a CrossFit box, about a five-second walk from my gymnastics, um, where I did gymnastics, and just started doing that and really enjoyed it and obviously because I had the gymnastics background I could do like all the pull-ups and body weight exercises so all I had to do was really learn the snatch and clean and jerks like the weightlifting side of it um, and then I had like a couple of sessions doing the weightlifting and just fell for weightlifting really I did compete in CrossFit probably for like a year but then did my first weightlifting competition I was like no I want to weightlift <laughs> yeah and then since then that that's all I've done. Yeah, look at you now. The what are you like three-time national champion or yes. something? Yes, uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I forgot what it, it all. It all escaped my mind. But it, I think you also you competed at the 2017 World Championships. You probably placed top ten. I would imagine. I think. I, keep uh, I don't. I don't think it was top ten. Oh. I don't know why we're, I didn't do very good at that competition, to be fair. But that that was my, I think it was my second international I've ever done, or my third. Um, like, I was still young. I were, When I was doing, when I did that competition in 2017, I was still just enjoying doing weightlifting. It weren't ever like, oh, I want to get so far in it. I was just enjoying the, the training and competing side. But that was probably one of the competitions that made me because it was a world championships. Yeah. I just saw all the other lifters and like in the training hall and I was like, okay, I, I really want to put my head down and work on this. Yeah. Just seeing all those lifters compete at that high of a level, I would imagine it unlocks some sort of competitive edge in you. I, I yeah. want to beat those guys. I want to place, you know, I want to get on that podium. Yeah. I was like, I think I was like 17 as well. I think I was 17 or 18, I can't remember. And um, these girls were just lifting like nearly double what I were doing. And I was like, oh, I want to do that so bad. I think because I was in, I think I was in like the B group and I actually went and watched the A group and I was like, I want to be in an A group. Like I don't want to be in the B group. I need to be in an A group, like competing for top top 10, top five. Okay, so it's based on your ranking. Yeah. All right. Well, I heard, I mean, I heard the story of uh, this weightlifter from North Korea in, in, in the light, lighter weight classes. He competed in the Olympics in the B class and somehow got the gold medal from the A class as well. Like, yeah, I, something crazy. yeah, that can happen. 
um, it, it basically goes on. So you'll put like a starting total in and then you've got so much room to start lower or higher than that. So some people put a lower, a lower uh, total in. So like they might not make the A, the a class, but they could be like competing with the A class. Um, or some people put a higher starting total in so they can get into the A class. So you said you, you talked about how you did CrossFit and gymnastics before. Yeah. Um, was it hard of a transition to move on to weightlifting? Did, did, did it have a special place in your heart, those sports? Um, the gymnastics did. I still I still do a bit now. And a few years ago, I did actually go back to a gymnastics uh, club just to see what I could do. Um, so that I, like that's still that's still there. But the CrossFit side is it's too much cardio. <laughs> like I just I just don't yeah I don't miss that at all. So part of me is like I do miss CrossFit because of like the atmosphere and the competitions are all really good. But actually putting the work in to do CrossFit workouts is so like hard mentally and physically. There's just it it's a different mental and physical side to weightlifting and gymnastics altogether. Yeah, I heard uh, when you're lifting in CrossFit, it's all very fast, a lot of repetitions, trying to get yeah. as many reps as you can in that in that yeah. time in that time frame. Yeah. I know you guys have like the workout of the day. You got like a big board where you have yeah. like all, all the stuff that you have to do. Yeah. So you were just like, I don't want to do this cardio. I want to move on to just just the lifting, huh? <laughs> yeah. But looking looking back at when I did CrossFit, I did really enjoy it. I used to go in the morning at six o'clock like do my first session then I used to go to college for the day and then go back and do more CrossFit so I like at the time I obviously enjoyed it um but now after doing weightlifting for as long as I have I I don't want to go back to CrossFit just yet <laughs> wait you said you train in the morning go to class did you train I, again you train yeah again? wow yeah. So you did days. yeah I did loads yeah so during you did compete in CrossFit, right? Was it because you were prepping for something in CrossFit? Um, I think at the time, the coach that I had could see that I had potential in CrossFit. So I was obviously probably training a little bit more than I should have been, but it was just to see like how fast I could get to a, a high stage in CrossFit. Um. But yeah, I don't, I don't even know why I trained <laughs> like that. It probably, I think I trained um, in the morning and in an evening on a, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I think it was. And then in between them, I used to go to college. So it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. What, because CrossFit, like I would imagine those workouts are full body. How, what are they, how do they split it up in those morning, evening sessions? What are yeah, you doing? I think I did more with the cardio work in the morning. And then later on, it was more of the, the uh, like workouts and the heavier lifting. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know about the UK, but in the US, CrossFit kind of gets kind of a bad reputation. Um, yeah. I know because um, people, when, when they see CrossFitters do pull-ups, they kind of make fun of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, is it like that in the UK? Is it more respected or is it just? Um, it's not massive in the UK. Oh, okay. Like it's known, but it's only been 
known for probably the past like two three years whereas in America I feel like it's been known for for years and years like when I first started I'd never even heard of it like it was just uh I I googled something to do with fitness and gymnastics and then this CrossFit came up on YouTube so that was the only way that I found out about it I didn't it from where I am it it wasn't known like in my area at the time there was only one CrossFit box why do they call it that the CrossFit box I don't know oh okay (laughs) that was like CrossFit gym CrossFit box I was I never yeah yeah, the terminology I don't know Maybe they don't like to be classed as gyms. Maybe. Well, they are called CrossFit. They train running. They train lifting. They train do yeah. they do swimming. Do they swimming, do yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Everything. <laughs> I think there was a, a extreme athlete from Great Britain. I keep forgetting his name, but he did like a marathon with like a log, like a heavy log on his back. He did like the yeah. Um, which channel? What's he called? I think it was David something. I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, I do know who you mean though. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that that kind of went on a tangent. But uh, so back to your Olympic weightlifting. So at what point did 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 you say like I want to stick with this? What sparked you? Like, was there any particular moment that you sparked passion for? Like, I I want to be good at this. Um. Well, the first. So I did a. A weightlifting competition but it was just for crossfitters so it was it wasn't like a serious thing or anything it was just a few crossfitters having fun um and then it turned out that there was one of the gb talent scouts for weightlifting at this crossfit oh, weightlifting okay. competition and they'd spoken to my coach who i had at the time um and then nothing really got said and then like a week later my uh, CrossFit coach said to me you're at a point now where do you either want to go to the CrossFit Games or do you want to go to the Olympics and me coming from a background of gymnastics I always knew of the Olympics like the CrossFit Games was never really a thing Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like well definitely the Olympics and and then that's when they said, well, I think if you do want that to happen one day, you're going to have to choose between CrossFit and weightlifting. And like now, obviously, it can be done both ways. Like you can do CrossFit and you can do gym, uh, you can do weightlifting. But at the time, that's what got said to me. Um, so obviously I wanted to try and get to the Olympics just from because when I was younger, I had the dream of going to the Olympics as a gymnast not as a weightlifter I didn't even know what weightlifting was then um when you were in in gymnastics what did you what what kind of events did you do um I did every single event um so I did the artistic gymnastics which is the floor vault beam and bars um I did a bit of trampolining I did a bit of uh acro uh, which is like pairs work um, and I also did a bit of tumbling, which is the long track that you just flip down loads of times. So I had to go at nearly all of the gymnastics. Um, what do you call them? I don't know. Just like I did tumbling, acro. Um, the, I think the only thing that I didn't have a go at was rhythmic gymnastics, where you use like ribbons and balls and oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah. So you said you reached the point where you said you weren't learning anything, so you decided to not do it anymore, or is it just yeah. you didn't a passion for it anymore? Uh, yeah, I think I just I felt a bit lost with it, so I weren't I weren't improving, and like obviously, I was just at a point where I didn't feel like I could improve to a higher standard in weightlifting in gymnastics so I just like I didn't fall out of love with it I still love watching it and trying to do it um but as a sport itself because I'm such a competitive person I needed to still have that side of that side of me but I weren't going to get it from gymnastics oh okay so then then you decided to move on to CrossFit and then eventually Olympic weightlifting yeah yeah okay well, the Olympic weightlifting, I mean, it doesn't look like you're not improving in it. Like you're, you're like yeah. uh, ranked on a pretty high scale, like internationally, you, you, yeah. you place second in Commonwealth. Am I, am I getting this wrong? Uh, fourth at the Commonwealth. Fourth. Okay. Yeah. And Commonwealth. That's a lot of countries, you know, that. Yeah. You- yeah. Well, with the Commonwealth, I was only actually like competing fully for two years in weightlifting before qualifying to go to the Commonwealth. So for me, like it, obviously it's a really good opportunity, but I didn't want to put too much stress on me because it was my first one. I just wanted to go and enjoy the experience on that big of a stage. Um, but obviously the next one that's coming up, that's, I want to medal. I want a gold medal. <laughs> now I know uh, since most of our viewers are powerlifters, in the powerlifting world, in the warm-up area, yeah. um, it's sort of like a, it's like a nice positive vibe. Everyone's talking to each other. I would imagine yeah. in a weightlifting competition of that magnitude, you're not doing that. That you're probably like, you know, headphones in. You're like, all right, I got, I got to hit those <laughs> lifts. I got to be focused. It, is it like that? Yeah, no one talks to anyone. The only communication that you'll hear is between your two coaches, and then one of the coaches telling you what warm-up lifts to do. Um. But the athletes don't talk to each other. We've all got our separate warm-up platforms, like two meters apart. <laughs> yeah, I heard when when it gets down to the wire, like when two lifters are going at it for for gold medal, there's like sort of like a game they play with like the attempt selection, and yeah. that, that always interested me. Like that, I don't know if you watched uh, um, in 2019 where Ken Tell he decided yeah. to jump to 230 with 230 over yeah. um, Mesohastona. Yeah. And just so he could control that last attempt of the competition. Yeah. So it is, it's more of a tactic kind of game in weightlifting. So if you miss a lift, you've got two minutes, there's a, a running clock for two minutes. But if you put an extra kilo on and someone else has put the same number in, it pushes them to go out. Ooh, okay. So obviously it puts pressure on both, but you've got 30 seconds. So you've got a minute to do your lift, but you've got 30 seconds for the, for you, for your coaches to change the number. So say if you just done a lift um, and then someone else came out uh, after you, um, then they changed their number, but you could also then wait like 20 seconds change your number quickly and it'll just push them straight out so it means that they've only had like not like a minute rest not even that 
wow all these mind games that's crazy yeah it's kind of something that you have to leave the coaches to to sort out but you kind of still know what's going on so are they just at the at the table like like crossing out the number or they're just writing a new one yeah but for each attempt you only get i think it's two changes so so say if i snatch 75 and then automatically it'd go up to 76 but you can change that so your coaches can change it so say if say from 75 to then change it to 78 that could push someone else out who was on 77 um and then you could cross it out again and just go up another kilo depending on what lifters have still got to lift but you can only change it. I think it is. I think you can only change it twice. So that's where you have to be. Um, that's where you have to like put your head into it to think if I if I put this number in, would it push this other athlete out? Because if you're pushing an athlete out who's only had a minute rest, that puts so much more pressure on them yeah. as well as they've not even recovered from the last lift that they've done. Obviously, it's not very nice for the athlete. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are trying to beat the athlete at the end of the day. Oh yeah, by the way, guys, uh every number that you hear here, it's uh it's gonna be in kilos. So make sure it's not <laughs> she wasn't pounds. 75 pounds. That <laughs> thing is way more than that. Anyway, uh were you ever in a position where your coach had to, to switch your numbers like that? Um yes. They so this actually happened at the Commonwealth. Um I'd done my first lift, which I think was at 92 kilos and then I got that one and then I did my second lift at 95 and there was a if I got that lift and there was a few other girls like that had numbers between like 95 and 98 so we let them go and 95 for me at the time was a personal best so on my second lift I'd got a personal best and I went back into the the warm-up room and I'd seen that the coaches had put it down to uh, 97 which I was like totally fine I can do this it's 97 like last lift make it your best one and then like my coach one of the coaches came over to me and like just like lifted my head and like looked at me and then just put his hands down he was like don't look at what's on the board just go out and lift it and obviously that makes you think oh my god what have you put on it um and it was like we've put this number on because we know you can do it you're you're capable of it training's gone well just go out and do it so I didn't look what was on the board um and I walked out onto the platform I remember looking at the board seeing the number and I was like this is gonna be so heavy yeah (laughs) like because all my lifts feel heavy from the floor. So if I can mentally just tell myself that this is just going to be so heavy off the floor. So I walked onto the platform and I was like chalking my hands up and I was like, this is going to feel like death. <laughs> like you're going to have to grind this so much, but it's your last lift. You're at the Commonwealth Games, just make the most of it. Like it's going to be amazing if you can get it. And I actually got the lift and they put, I think it was 99 kilos. So obviously I'd gone from, my best at my best before doing that 95 was 93 mm-hmm. so i i'd gone from i started at 92 got a pb at 95 and then got another pb at 99 and i was 53 kilo body weight then so i was quite low so a, a jump from 95 to 99 was quite a big jump 
especially I'd already hit a PB. So my body was already like drained from it. And I just remember it being so heavy. <laughs> and when I came off the platform, I was like nearly crying just because I was like, oh my God, I actually did it. <laughs> yeah, that adrenaline rush is like no other in lifting. Oh, it was mad. I, and I did, my shoulder popped as well because I heard it. But oh God. I didn't until about an hour after the competition, my shoulder started hurting and I was like, why is my shoulder hurting this bad? But obviously the adrenaline had run out and I was just back to normal. But yeah, that was, it was a big adrenaline rush. Yeah. I like when coaches play that, that mental game. Uh, I used to, I used to wrestle and uh, I remember when the opponent was very good and they were highly ranked, my coach would be like, don't worry about it, man. He's, not, <laughs> he's, he's nothing. And I, and I was like, okay. And I'll yeah. get, I would ask get out there, get my ass kicked. And I'm like, coach, I don't know what happened. Right, don't worry about it. He was second in the second yeah. in like the country. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, it just. Yeah. Well, that last lift, the, my coach basically said to me, like, you need this lift. Like, because mm-hmm. I think if I'd have missed it, instead of coming fourth, I would have come like ninth. Because the weight class was so, like, all the girls were lifting around about the same numbers, like a kilo difference. So you needed every kilo you could get. So after I got that lift, um, it was it was just massive. And but after I got that lift, I just felt I just like needed to lay down and just needed, fall needed asleep a, for a, a bit. Donut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was actually going to be my next question because when when you rank fourth, you're like pretty. You're like right under metal contention. So I was mm. just like maybe before like I thought like maybe after your your last cleaning jerk maybe it placed you in third and then someone else beat you to the punch and you just got kicked down to fourth Um, no uh I I can't I don't I can't even remember sorry about that um I can't even remember at the time because obviously the coaches deal with that we I just go out and lift what they tell me to okay yeah I mean the because you, you're, you're like right there. You t- you can probably taste the medals, right? I mean, I know people like to bite their medal. They're like, oh, I won, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but at, at the time, I didn't I didn't have a clue where I was placed. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the coaches didn't tell me. Um, I don't know, like, maybe if they did, I would have said, oh, put that extra kilo on. <laughs> um, but the fact that I'd already jumped up four more four kilos on my PB was a risk anyway. So I think they were thinking she's better off placing fourth than she is ninth, just trying to be that little bit greedy to get that extra kilo. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it, you guys um, in the warm-up area, you guys have a monitor, right? To see what's going on on the outside. Yeah. Doesn't it say the ranking? Like if you, if she, if yeah. you get this, you get that. Like, yeah, but you try not to look at it. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know the update. Is it like the actual, like, the channel, or is it like what the camera's seeing? Uh, both. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's what the camera can see, but it also shows you the, the table of where all the results are going as well. Okay. So, okay, so yeah, I guess that makes more sense. Like, the, just, you know, don't look at it, you know, just... Yeah, just the... the the tables that have got the numbers on are usually on like a small screen and the the what the camera can see is usually what's on the big screen so like you know if people have missed or not but you don't actually know what what they're lifting or where they're placed yeah i mean the 
one of the more interesting things I've seen in weightlifting compared to powerlifting is like the, the nature of the crowd. Um, obviously powerlifting, uh, it's not in the Olympics. So yeah, I wouldn't say it's recreational, but a lot of lifters do it recreationally. So in the crowd, you know, they're very supportive. They'll, they'll scream at you if you start grinding. Yeah. But yeah. when I see in weightlifting, they're, they're almost quiet before they, before the, yeah. the lifts. Silent. But, yeah. And if anyone does make a noise, everyone's like, shh. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That, yeah. Why do you think that is? Is it just respect um, out of the lifter? Yeah, I think it, it is respect. And also, so when, because you've got a minute to lift it, when it, when you get to the 30 seconds, there's a buzzer. So you know how wow. long you've, so you kind of know how long you've got left. And sometimes it's not the loudest. So I think it's, a respect factor but it's also just let the lifter concentrate um and get the lift as soon as they've lifted it you can shout at them all you want <laughs> so the timer goes like does the timer stop as soon as the bar moves or does it keep going until um i i don't know i think it's different at every competition but it should stop okay because sometimes if if say like a lifter lifted it on 32 seconds they don't want to get halfway through the lift and hear the buzzer oh okay yeah is the buzzer that distracting i didn't i never thought it was that no it, you can hear it but it don't really affect you but again i think it's a respect thing just to have that bit of silence yeah and what was i gonna say uh, and then the down signal, right? It's just uh, like a flashing light, and just you just put down the bar. Uh, there's usually another buzzer. Okay. But oh. sometimes that don't work, so the center uh, judge just like puts a hand down. Yeah. Now I remember what I was gonna say. Uh, in terms of crowds, I know when it gets yeah. crazy, especially with countries fighting for medals. There was yeah. this one incident. Uh, I want to say it was the Iranian crowd. I, I don't remember, but uh, there were if it was not a lifter from their country, they would not give them silence. They would just start screaming and that they, they were not. Oh, yeah. concentrate. I, I, yeah. I don't remember if, if it was Iran or not, but it was, I think it was during. Rio. It would probably be yeah. a country like that. Yeah. They all supportive of their country, but no one else's. But again, that like, that's just a natural thing. They just show it more than other countries do. Yeah. I mean, the one of the more dramatic, like, lifting and Olympic weightlifting is uh when I saw Tian Tao when he when he back in Rio when he lift when he missed like two of his snatch attempts and then yeah. like raised the bar like five kilos and somehow still got it yeah I was like wow that's you could never do that in powerlifting you like imagine like jumping yeah. 50 pounds in a squat you'd easily probably hurt yourself that's just yeah I think sometimes with with weightlifting though you just need them extra kilos just to Maybe I don't know if it's just putting a bit more pressure on yourself or because sometimes with the lifts, your starting lifts always a weight that you know you can do. So you might go out and be a bit too confident, maybe not put as much effort in um, and you might miss it. So then you might get it on your second lift because you know you've missed your first one. So now you've got that little bit of pressure to think, right, set up properly and then lift it. Maybe it's the the gold or nothing attitude. Yeah. Like if I didn't get gold, I'm a loser or or something. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I yeah. like brought shame to my country or something. Yeah, because yeah. you you can't not get any lifts. That's just embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, say, say I watch a lot of Olympic weightlifting. I know in the London Olympics, 
there was one lifter, I, I can't remember what country he was from, but he took silver and he made a major announcement to his country. He apologized and he, he was like, I'm very sorry. I shamed you guys. Like I shamed oh. the country. I was like, oh man, that sucks. And it was, <laughs> it was silver. And I was like, oh, that's, I mean, I guess. Wish like, I'd got silver. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fourth is still up there. Fourth in the yeah. Commonwealth. How yeah. many countries are in the Commonwealth? There's a lot of them, right? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I think there is a there is quite a lot though, yeah. Yeah, and and then this kind of brings us to our next topic. Uh, I know you posted on so on Instagram about the whole IWF, uh, the, the whole doping issue with the the weightlifters. So can you, so yeah. for people who don't know what's going on in the weightlifting world, can you tell them, let them know what's going on? Yeah. Um. So basically, it weightlifting has had drugs in its sport for for years but each year um more and more cases have been found so like the testing's got more advanced and it's easier to catch people out if that makes sense um and then we we kind of had a dip in it where loads of athletes were just were doing it and then not getting caught and getting away with it um and i don't i don't know how long ago it was but two of the american um they're on like the executive board um they were slowly changing the sport like we've had the most um like cheats caught out um for, for a long time like they've been caught out from like the 2000 2006 Olympics I think it was like all the way up to 2016 loads of countries and loads of athletes have have just been caught so these two um, Americans were basically trying to change change the ways of making the sport more fair like it's an Olympic sport we shouldn't be having people doping it's a tested sport Um, and Basically, what's happened is these two people have been amazing. They've, they've done everything they can. And the president of the IWF has basically taken their jobs away from them and we put in this other guy as their jobs. And this guy is um, a president from Thailand, like an, a weightlifting president from Thailand. But what you have to think about is last year in 2019 thailand held the world weightlifting championships oh that's right yeah they couldn't actually compete because they got banned from the sport they're also banned from competing in the next olympic games um how long has their ban uh i don't know i think it's like four years maybe Wow. So they can't, they can't, they couldn't compete in their own world championships and they can't compete in the uh, Tokyo Olympics. So they've basically put a guy that's corrupted the whole of Thailand weightlifting in a place who now has a say on what happens in the world of weightlifting. So uh, it's it's gone downhill basically and the athletes and all the other people are just they're trying to get it back to a clean sport again 
which we don't know now at a point if it could ever get back to that. Like we don't know if it's if it's just gone too far to ever to come back to a not fully clean because obviously every um every sport has the odd doping scandal. Um but yeah that's that's basically what's happened. My I kind of thought it got too far because because every country, you know, they're they want to they want to strive for gold. And yeah. obviously they they want to push their athletes as far as they can. And yeah. And obviously steroids performance enhancing drugs are going to be a part of it. Yeah. So I know there was, you know, there's ways that people can beat the test. They'll they'll take something that I don't know, they'll that that won't show up on the on the on the what's it called? The test. Yeah. And it'll go unnoticed for a while. But I know like they hold on to the samples now, which is uh to me is a little strange. Yeah, so we have we have like an A and a B sample, and if the A sample comes back um, positive, they'll then go and test the B sample. But if the B sample comes back negative, it can like get rid of the A sample, which it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's weird. But yeah, there, there's loads, there's millions and millions of dollars being exchanged from different countries just to get, just to say that their athletes are clean. Yeah, and there's probably some, you know, under the table dealings on, you know, oh, we're, this is the testing dates to make sure your athletes are clean on that day. There's it, some countries have even gone to the extreme of getting people that look like them to do their home samples for them. What? Yeah, like that's that's no joke. So they like <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. They they get like the makeup yeah. and everything. All right, you look like him. You look like him, so make sure you're around for when the tester knocks at the door what that's yeah. insane i heard the whole i don't know there was this documentary about russia i forgot what the name of it was but like there was like people like somehow getting into the the urine sample room and like changing mm-hmm. it or something uh yeah and they got yep. caught with it like they saw like scratches on the lids or something and yeah. they're like what what is this <sighs> the amount of like i don't get how they've got around it but the thing is the people who are like on the executive board for the IWF they're all older people so they've been in the sport back when there weren't that much testing going on so like back before like the 2000s you could probably get away with taking something because it wouldn't show up on a test or you weren't going to be tested so they've still got that that kind of mindset of just letting people get away with it so we are trying to get like new people onto the board younger younger people who who know that doping shouldn't be allowed mm-hmm. but obviously it's just the the process of putting all that into place and if the athletes voices can be heard by these people to change so, there's only there's only so much we can do as athletes to to change the sport when when we're only an athlete we've got nothing to do with what's going on at the IWF. Yeah, I mean it probably will affect you at, at some way, shape, or form because yeah, you know maybe placing second to someone that that tested positive for something or yeah something like that. But so you're very against doping in, in Olympic weightlifting. 
Yes, baby. <laughs> okay. Because I know in taking it back to powerlifting, we have, yeah. you know, federations that are tested, federations that are yeah. not tested. And yeah. you know, people that are on something, they usually just go to the untested federations. Yeah. And to be fair, if weightlifting carries on the way that it is, I think that's what's going to happen. But it will get taken out of the Olympics for them, for that to happen. Yeah. So if 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 that were to happen, so the only thing like the only thing that would happen at the highest level was just world championships. Is that what they probably? Could do? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because it like it'd still get taken out of the Commonwealth as well. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I mean, like powerlifting, they've got their own Commonwealth. Weightlifting might have their own as well, but. I don't know. I haven't got no answers for that. <laughs> uh, it's been I've I've debated it in my head whether powerlifting could could make it to the Olympics. Like, yeah. like I don't know. I like I I love powerlifting, but as a spectator, it's not no, like, it's not that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like it's and it's an all day thing. <laughs> yeah, like it's just down and up squat, down and up bench. Yeah, just up and yeah. down. Yeah, but down. saying that, I feel like that about weightlifting, like. What? Yeah. Uh, so I'm I, I'm not like a massive fan of weightlifting. Like I know really? some of the uh, I know some top lifter names and like kind of round about what they're lifting and stuff. But the only weightlifting that I will watch is if I know someone that's in the weight class or I'm watching um like a weight class that I'd be in. I I don't really know anything more about it and I'm not a massive fan of watching it <laughs> really that's weird I mean yeah I'm about to say a very unpopular opinion especially to the hardcore powerlifting fans I really like watching Olympic weightlifting more than powerlifting sorry guys but uh <laughs> it's because the movements are way more dynamic because watching someone snatch like four 190 kilos yeah like it's more I don't know a heavy squat's impressive but like I don't know. Just watching someone overhead squat a weight, it just—I don't know. It's, it's just it is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I do like watching clips of it, but to actually go and watch like a full day of weightlifting, I probably couldn't do. <laughs> actually, wait, you're, you're probably right about that. Yeah. If you only have, if you're like same with powerlifting, if you're supporting one person and there's like a lot of athletes, like it, you're only watching them for a good thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereas. And usually a weightlifting competition for one weight class would probably last an hour and a half, two hours, maybe, depending on how many lifters are in it, which is fine. But then if you to then go and watch a full day of it, it's just a bit this bit of the same thing. Yeah. A one powerlifting meet can last a whole day, like eight hours. And yeah. <laughs> it's weird as a spectator, because if you only if you're supporting one person, you're just sitting there just wasting time well not wasting yeah. time but like you're just passing the time you're like oh when's he gonna just come don't really care about yeah. the others <laughs> i mean unless there's like world-class lifters i mean i met larry wheels at if you know larry wheels yeah uh, yeah i met him at, at a meet and i was like whoa this guy's huge right it's, yeah but yeah anyway what was i gonna go on to here oh, okay so you are a elite olympic weightlifter so how was your uh, training structured um it kind of differs like depending if you've got a competition coming up or if you're just training to keep 
just to keep weightlifting up. Um, at the minute, lockdown and COVID has kind of just That's killed right. every single competition off. So it's hard to to train just to, for training's sake. Um, obviously, you've still got to keep your strength and, and everything. Um, but I'm actually training for a max out in under two weeks. Wow. Um, so I can kind of talk about how that's been being structured. Yeah. Um, so I, I usually train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, have Thursday off, then train Friday, Saturday, have Sunday off. Um, and I have been working quite a lot on technique and strength in this block. Um, I've been squatting like three times a week at high percentages. Um, and then my technique work has been, it's not been many reps, but the reps have had to look and feel technically good, if that makes sense. Yeah. But obviously, because I've been on a, a squat pro, like a, a squat program kind of thing, my body's just dead when it comes to the technique <laughs> work. Um, so, yeah, I have been squatting on a, it's mainly on a Monday and a Saturday, but there has been the odd day where I'd squat on a Wednesday as well. Um, do they make you do tw two a days still? No, I just oh. train once. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't snatch and clean and jerk on the same day. I'll have separate days that I snatch and clean and jerk on, which I know most athletes don't, it will, especially in the UK, don't really train like that. Um, so when you're training, is it with the, with the national team or is it just on your own time? Just, yeah, just, just me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, we don't, we did have a national training center. Um, oh, I keep forgetting. Uh, if you guys didn't know, they are not funded. I don't know why. <laughs> that, yeah. We have no money. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. But yeah. At, at least there, there's athletes still competing, but yeah. Yeah, like the athletes that are still competing, we do it because we love the sport and we love training and we love competing. I think if you was only doing it for the money side, you need to go and compete for a different country because we don't we don't get funding for it. Um, so we do have a national training centre, but that's only a place that we'd go to if we had like GB training camps. Oh, okay. Um, it's just somewhere where the GB team can get together, train one or two days, then go back to our normal lives. Um, what do you yeah. think it would take to, to get the government to sponsor the Olympic weightlifters? Uh, to get all the drug cheats out so we can actually get some medals. Is that the issue right now? With, yeah, so uh, they, they basically said that we're not producing the medals or the totals that they, they would like us to, but it's kind of hard when we can't really get medals because people are cheating to get medals. Uh, okay. But then if you take away our funding, we can't train full time because we've got, we need jobs. Yeah. So it, I, I don't, we kind of can't win at the minute. Yeah, same with powerlifting. There's no money in it. But I heard when you when you do go to the Olympics and you win a medal, there's like a prize money associated with each medal. 
you win this much if you get bronze oh, really? over gold. I don't know. I, that's what I just read on like in the in the states at least. Yeah, I, I think countries countries do that. Yeah, um, but no, not here. <laughs> oh damn! That, <laughs> we have to pay Olympic our own way there. <laughs> that's the Olympic weightlifting or like. Uh, just for Olympic weightlifting, I don't know about anything else. Because okay. I know that other sports in the UK do get funded. So like athletics, gymnastics, um, swimming, they all get funded, I think. But there is some, um, I don't, I think, so when the national funding came around again, we were one of the sports that got it taken away from us. I think there was like us and four other sports. Um, they just took it away. <laughs> I think out of respect on how old the sport is, they should just start pouring some money into it. I know, yeah, you'd think, but it like like it's not it's not a popular sport in the UK, so it kind of can just be brushed aside. What is the pop- most popular sport in the UK? Football. Which isn't football to USA. It's soccer. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. In the yeah. that's what I was thinking. I'm like, not that kind of football, right? Yeah, it's the one Yeah. Where, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys, it's the one where you kick the ball, not not touchdowns or whatnot. Yeah. Not, not that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so 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 you're not funded right now, so you still need a, a day job and you still mm-hmm. have other responsibilities besides training. So yeah. The one excuse that I hear bothers me the most, I don't have time to train. Or like, is I don't have time, and I I always tell them it's nonsense. You have time, you're just not making the time. Yeah, yeah. So for the people that make that excuse, how do you balance your training with all the other stuff you got going on? Um, well, I so I do online coaching for weightlifting, so I can kind of work my own hours around my training. Um, I do actually coach at CrossFit Box as well. Um, the weightlifting and gymnastics side of CrossFit. Yeah. Um, so I, it is just making time. Like even if you go to the gym for like an hour a day, you do have an hour in your day. Everyone has an hour in the day. No one's working 24-7. Yeah. Even if you just go, even if it's just 45 minutes, you get there, do a quick warm up, do a few exercises, go home. Like you don't have to go into the gym and train for two hours. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Ha- I mean, I always like, cause we're in the technology age, the amount of time you just spend like looking at a screen is insane. It just count. Yeah. It adds yeah. up. Yeah. And you can always meal prep your food. So you can like, you don't have to, Oh, I can't go to training cause I've got to go home and make my food. Well, do it the <laughs> night before. <laughs> yeah. All these excuses. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. No, I, I think the other one is um, I can't afford it, mm-hmm. and this is this gets a little iffy because unless you're homeless, I think you have some some money in your budget. Yeah, because like especially people my age, they're oh I, I want to go out to the bar, go drink, and you spend it like let's say you spend I want to say like what fifty bucks, fifty dollars yeah. a week on drinks, added up to four times four. Four weeks yep. a month, two hundred, two hundred dollars. You could easily spend that money on a gym membership. You could get like three gym memberships for that price. <laughs> yeah, way, way more. Two hundred dollars, like yeah, I, yeah. 
I don't know if does Planet Fitness exist in the UK? Um, no, but we kind of do have gyms that are like that. Yeah, so like in, in the US, it's only $10 a month. That's amazing yeah. for a gym membership. But then then all the politics with it, you know, there's like, uh, if you drop a weight, there's like a, there's an alarm. It's, just, it's weird. But <gasps> Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Planet Fit. Okay, now we're going to Planet Planet Fitness is one of. I've the, only seen bad things about Planet Fitness. Yeah, because in my opinion, not not to bash on Planet Fitness, you know they, I think the low <laughs> membership prices are are you know people people that have low budgets they could still work out. Yeah. But I think so, they serve pizza in there, <laughs> like once a month. I think they amazing. And if you drop a weight, there's this there's an alarm in there that goes off oh you lunk alarm you can't drop the weights you're going to intimidate people i'm just like that's so embarrassing yeah that's so weird i'm just like if you're i don't know i i don't train there anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and they don't have like a they have smith machines they don't have um free weight barbells or dumb they have oh, really? dumbbells, but they, they only yeah. have yeah they don't have legit barbells yeah but if you're a beginner you can go there, but as you, as you get stronger, I, I would I would not suggest you know keep going there. Yeah, yeah, because why are you serving pizza in the gym? That's <laughs> so bad. Yeah, what I mean, it's tasty. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what were we talking about before this? Balance was it balancing training? Yeah. Okay. Uh, another excuse that I hear. Um, people especially in this day and age, you know, with the social media and all that instant gratification, we, we deal with that issue. Like yeah. you, um, looking at, it's weird seeing gyms like getting packed in January with their mm-hmm. new year's resolutions. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to get six pack abs. I'm going to gain 20 <laughs> pounds of muscle. And then by like Valentine's day or March, they're out of there. Yeah. I'm just like, where'd yeah. you guys all go with all your, with all your new year's resolutions? Yeah. yeah. Do you There's have loads any- of them kind of people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It it doesn't make sense to me either. I think but. it's it's just down to prior priorities. And yeah. if you actually really wanted to improve your health and maybe lose a bit of weight, then you would do it. Like it's as simple as that. Some some people it might take a little bit more of a push. So get yourself a personal trainer or an online coach. Just just something that's going to motivate you that extra little bit just to go to the gym. Because usually you'll find once people people are there, they're fine. They can get a training session done. It's actually just getting up and going that's the hardest part, which even I struggle with that with that sometimes. Yeah, I think so too. But then if you've never done it, that's a whole completely different story. You get stuck in yeah. this routine of just, you know, I, I go to work, go eat mm-hmm. fast food, go back to work, go back home, go to sleep go but yeah. you know do the same thing over and yeah. over and taking the first step is I think it is a little bit intimidating but yeah like you said, it, it's it only hard. it's only that person that can change it though like you can say you can give them loads of motivational speaks and stuff like that but it's only that person that can actually push to change it yeah so do you have any words of motivation <laughs> for those people that are like uh struggling through their own training or weight loss goals um just find something that motivates you it, it could even just be like if you just sat doing nothing at, at night just quickly go on youtube and just watch someone's transformation or um even on instagram you see loads of videos and pictures of 
transformations and like you have to remember that everyone starts somewhere so just because someone is lifting more than you or looks a certain way that you want to look they they didn't just happen to be like that they've put hard work and effort into it like everyone's like oh you're so lucky to to be doing what you're doing and like look the way you are but not really when I've when I've put all the hard work and effort into it it's just it's just starting and then like even I look at people on on Instagram and YouTube still for motivation because you've still got to keep that like you've always got a goal everyone has always got a goal within anything it's yeah. just putting the work in to get there yeah people are afraid of hard work these days I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. but yeah. uh, with working out it has to be a lifestyle change I think it has to be something yeah. you do for for your life and and social media is definitely not helping that get six-pack abs in eight weeks get out of here that's not <sighs> happening <laughs> I think I, I saw a video the other day and it said that like squats were bad for you and oh, I've seen so many of those absolute nonsense or squats don't build glutes or something like that and I was like but people actually believe this kind of stuff like they'd rather pay I don't know a celebrity whatever they're whatever they're charging who have got no knowledge on the gym or training or anything rather than paying someone who knows everything about nutrition or the gym or a certain sport, like they'd rather go and pay them than someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Yeah, maybe I've, it's probably just because, you know, when they sell these programs, they're sometimes they're shirtless or like they're, they're like, oh, I want to look like yeah. that. You know, and that that's what draws them in. You know, science, the science behind a squat, it, it'll probably bore a lot of people. So they'll just. Oh, like, well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw this one video of this guy saying, you shouldn't go all the way down in a squat because um because of butt wink or yeah um something you're stretching out your ligaments it's gonna um you know your your tendons are gonna be weaker in the i don't know what he was saying but yeah it's mad oh. i i was in a gym this one time and someone came up to me and told me i had uh, poor ankle mobility uh, and i was just like i can <laughs> can literally squat the lowest that my body will allow me to. I don't think I don't think my ankles are that are that immobile. <laughs> Maybe they said that because you wear Olympic weightlifting shoes. I don't know. Maybe that's Maybe, a- I don't know. You you get them type of people commenting on your training when they know nothing about you or that style of training. Sam, someone what? just tried to criticize a pro, that that kind of Yeah. That, yeah. Was was he like you know what? I'm not trying, I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta go. I was about to say something really bad <laughs> but yeah uh what was I about to say okay uh so okay so your Instagram name is powered by donuts yes uh and I know you have all of your uh, apparel I think you were selling beanies for donuts and uh hoodies yeah. as well yeah. uh yeah well what what's what's that all about for for donuts um I don't even know how it started. I think I might have just been posting, like, because I do really like donuts. So <laughs> I might have just been posting them on my Instagram loads. And then I was like, I don't know if someone someone said to me, oh, 
you're like powered by donuts or I think a comment was made or it was just something that I'd thought of or whatever and then it's kind of just stuck from there and I'm kind of known as like the girl who likes donuts but like everyone seems to be getting on board with it and like buying my t-shirts and stuff so don't know it's just stuck really <laughs> yeah because they probably think oh she's a pro- professional weightlifter oh she's probably got the the strict diet you know she's probably got the the, the rice the lean meat the, yeah. the vegetables and no. you find out oh they like donuts what like I, <laughs> I like donuts too like yeah like you can eat donuts there's nothing wrong with them <laughs> yeah just don't you know make it a breakfast lunch dinner thing just, yeah, yeah that that's the thing like oh you eat sweets and donuts and uh, I have the biggest sweet tooth ever so I can't not eat stuff that well I probably could but I tell myself I can't eat stuff without it being sweet but people are like you shouldn't be eating that and I was like uh, why like I like <laughs> to eat it don't tell me I can't <laughs> yeah we have I mean I know the bodybuilders they like doing a cheat day and stuff like that but uh... yeah do you, do you ever like vlog your 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 training or like on YouTube no. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking maybe you could like, as you're traveling internationally, you try a donut from each country, see how it tastes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I know the U.S. love their donuts, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what, I mean, I've never been to the U.K., so I don't know what their donuts taste like. We we have Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, they're probably not as good as the ones in America because I think they are American companies. Oh well, um, the U.S. just well. If it's some, if it's a dessert in the U.S., they're gonna load it with sugar. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna load it. Uh, yeah. One of our biggest problems is like the obesity rates. Uh, I won't get to that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a big epidemic, but yeah. Uh, so throughout your whole weightlifting career, who would you say has been your number one supporter? Or, or uh, multiple supporters, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, well, my mum and my stepdad, they've been there since, like, day one. They, um, they've they taken me to competitions. They took me to training. Um, I moved away from home for a couple of years to train with my coach, and they helped pay for that move and, and everything. And they even um, travelled to Australia to watch the Commonwealth Games. Um, so I mean that's like halfway across the world so (laughs) can't really expect anything more (laughs) so they were super supportive were they ever nervous because I know like when people get into lifting they're always like oh you're gonna hurt your back you're gonna hurt your knees yeah my mom mom comes to competitions and watches with like her hands over her eyes (laughs) 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 but they've they've never they do say like oh make sure you're taking care of yourself and getting like physio and massage when you need it and stuff but they've never like said oh you're pushing it too far mm, okay my, my oh. mum's always been into sport and she she's like qualified PT and nutritionist and stuff so she she oh, kind of okay. she kind of knows when it's probably too much and and stuff like that but they've supported everything I've done since since starting sport at a young age so yeah, that's probably important because most it's funny because most of the podcast episodes or podcast episodes I've done, 
most of them have the, your same story, not same exact story, but same story yeah. as in they, their parents supported it. Yeah. And I kind of got the opposite. Uh, it was more like they threw all those fitness myths at me and they were like, oh, you're going to hurt your knees, hurt your back. Yeah. And then I think once they started to realize how much I enjoyed it, how much, how much of a passion I had for it, they started to be like, oh, okay, you know, it's a bit more understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm kind of one of them people as well. Like if, if I am doing something, I'm going to put everything into it. So even if they didn't really agree with it, I'd probably still do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, the, when, when people, I think probably this is probably what, what comes from the bad reputation for lift, well, not bad reputation, but all these weird myths. Like there's videos out there where like the they're doing a snatch and their elbow dislocates. You know, that's brutal, yeah. brutal to watch, mm-hmm. but that, that's not what happens on the on the regular, you know. That's like No, it's not an everyday thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like there'd be so many lifters and having surgery for their elbow that that happened. So same with powerlifting. Yeah, and injuries can happen just by crossing the road or walking downstairs. Exactly. It's like you're not safe from not getting injured doing nothing unless you're laying in bed all day. Yeah, you don't want. Even to then, you bed. can turn you can turn over funny and pull your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, that that's where all the trolls come from. I would imagine when they yeah. see someone doing better, especially if it's a female. The guys get so um, insecure. They're like, "Oh, she's probably uh, on steroids. Oh, if I did it, I'd be way stronger." Now nah, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it's mad. Trolls, there's loads of them on Instagram. Yeah, and you have over 25,000 followers. I would imagine at least some percentage of it is the weirdos and Mm. trolls. (laughs) Yeah, telling me lifting's not good for me or I'm a lesbian just because I lift weights. What? Yeah, it's mad. There's loads. Yeah. That's what? Come on, I've never even heard that before. Yeah. Or there was one... And to be fair, it's girls that say it to you as well. And she commented something. And at first it was a really nice comment, but then it was like a backhanded compliment. Like it was nice, but she said something like, oh, you look good, but I'd never want to look like this. And you're like, well, why even take time out of your day to comment? Well, in the great words of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, someone said the exact same thing to him. He's like, I don't know. I never want to look like you. He's like, don't worry. You'll never, you'll never look yeah. like you. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But that's what you, you've just got to have. Like, you've just got to be positive and kind of just brush aside all of the hate and stuff that you get. But it doesn't really affect me anyway. Like, I, I couldn't care less what other people think. <laughs> yeah, especially during a time like this pandemic really everything had to be slowed down. I had a lot of plans, but they, they were, they were shut off. And I, yeah. it's, it's a lot more better if you focus on the positive, you know, the one negative yeah. comment can throw your day, but. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's better if you like people, people that do that, I can't understand what kind of, what, what are you getting no, out of it? <laughs> they're just very sad people. Yeah. And if I'm going to say something like, I want to make sure it's, positive vibes you know there's no point yeah. in spreading negative yeah. vibes and just fair enough if you don't want to look like me you don't have to tell me yeah <laughs> keep that to yourself yeah keep it to yourself okay. anyway last question before i close this yes. out um okay i think the most important question what has weightlifting done for you mentally and physically um i think 
the biggest thing overall was probably confidence. Um, so like looking back when I was at school, I was so shy. I didn't even like speaking. I didn't even like put my hand up in class. Um, and then I think to be fair, it was probably CrossFit and weightlifting together because that was a that was like the first thing that I went into. Um, every everyone who you train with, even just going to a gym, there's so many positive people around you, and it just it just like brings you out as a person. And I think because training in this like in weightlifting it's more of like a it's not a young person's sport well definitely in the UK it's not we like most people who do weightlifting are over 20 years old um so just being around like older people as a teenager definitely like builds confidence um and I can remember I don't know if you've heard of body power is that a company or is that a no it's like a um it's this massive fitness thing where all different types of fitness people get together um it's it's in like a massive stadium and there's there's like strongman bodybuilding weightlifting it's like a massive convention where where is this uh it's in the uk i didn't know if they did did it in other countries too they have like we have stuff like the Arnold Sports Festival where they have. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. yeah. I think it's like that. Yeah. Um, and I remember going to that and from being someone who was at school and wouldn't even talk to anyone, I got asked to stand on one of the stage stages and talk about like uh, body positivity and how what it's like being a weightlifter as a girl because it's still seen as a man's sport Mm -hmm. um so to go from a shy person that won't talk to anything to stood in front of hundreds of people on the stage is just it's like just shot my confidence up loads and I think that's the biggest thing um but yeah I think and obviously it's changed me physically because just the way I look yeah yeah that's pretty self-explanatory you know yeah more muscle more yeah I guess with the more muscle you get more confidence but what what is interesting is when I started uh my first uh, weightlifting competition I weighed in at 50 kilos um I now like not competing just me in the training environment I sit at 57 58 so I've actually put on eight kilos. Like, can you imagine telling a 17-year-old she's going to put eight kilos on? Like, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not something you do, is it? But I look better now physically with eight kilos of muscle than I did with when I was at 50 kilos. I so, think, yeah. Scale, like, if, if you're not in, like, a weight class sport, don't listen to what the scales are saying. Like, yeah. I, if I were, if I didn't have to weigh myself for competitions, I probably wouldn't even weigh myself. I wouldn't even bother. I'd just go on how I look. Okay. Rather than what I weigh. But because obviously I'm in a weight class sport, I kind of can't let my weight go so far or so little. Yeah, I think the, the weird thing is that if girls touch a barbell, they think they'll become this massive Hulk. 
Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that, that doesn't happen. But. <laughs> One touch and they've got like biceps as big as a head. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes a while. And, yeah. And there is a hormone difference between like the men and women because definitely, you know, yeah. Guys have more testosterone and, you know, it, we're more likely to be more muscular. Yeah. So you're not going to look like Ronnie Coleman, like after a month <laughs> of training. It just doesn't no. happen like that. No. Yeah, it it's strange. But like, do, do you think with with you posting all your videos and on Instagram, you think you're inspiring more and more women to, to go out there and just go train? Yeah, loads. I like I get loads of messages from women saying that not only am I inspiring them as like older women, I'm also inspiring their daughters as well, which is good to hear because that's like the up and coming um, generation for like females in the gym or in weightlifting so that that's probably the best that you can hear off someone yeah all right uh before we close out let them know where they can follow you well unless they're already following you but because you, <laughs> you have a lot of, you have a lot of followers yeah um instagram is at freya f-r-a-e-r 55 kg uh, where can they go get your 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 donut apparel? Um, well, if you follow me on Instagram, I have a, a link tree um, in my bio. And if you just click on that, it's the one that says Powered by Donuts. All right, guys, that was the end of, that, the, end of the episode. Freya, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, peace out.